Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode we have a lot of positives to talk about in this one. Um, as the Atlanta Braves are only one game behind the New York Mets with about a month to go in the season. Uh, they have a 5-1 and one week, which uh, gained them two games in the standings as the Mets put up a bit of a stinker this week overall. Uh, we'll get into them a little bit later, but uh, we'll just go through the games that the Braves played this week first and go through all the things that happened, important stuff, little storylines here and there. Uh, and the uh, week started at home on Tuesday against the Colorado Rockies. Braves trying to bounce back after uh, losing those two brutal games in St. Louis on Saturday and Sunday of last week. And uh, things did not get better in this one as they lose game one, three to two. A very frustrating uh, game overall. The offense just really had nothing going. They got two runs in the second and third innings, and that was it for the entire game. Um, the Rockies got runs in the fourth and fifth off of Max Freed, who was not his sharpest at all in this one. Um, Acuna was out for this game as he would miss those final uh, two games in St. Louis also. He was still banged up in this one. I think he came back in game two or three, um, but he, uh, he's been DHing ever since he came back. He said that his knee feels terrible, which um, is not a good sign, but let's see. Did he come back in game? Yeah, he came back in game two and played. He hit a home run, and in the post-game interview, he said that his knee felt terrible, which is, um, yeah, that's... It wasn't, like, terrible, like, in, like, a somber way. Like, oh, my knee is just terrible. He kind of, like, laughed. So, I mean, I guess it was just kind of tongue-in-cheek, I guess you could say. But um, it's still definitely not good. He kind of giggled it off and probably doesn't feel good. He's probably saying, oh, it's terrible, like, ha-ha-ha, I guess. That's kind of how I took it. Um, but still, his knee definitely is not great right now at all. He hasn't played in the field since uh, last Friday in St. Louis. Um, but good to have him back at least. He had a pretty good week overall. Like I said, he hit the homer in game two. But, yeah, the Braves lose game one, three to two. Max was not his sharpest at all in this game. But still, his line is overall fine, really. Five innings pitched, three runs, only two earned, only three strikeouts. Um, But uh, the one uh, unearned run that he gave up was of his own doing because he made an error himself, which is um pretty unlike Max Freed, really. He's two-time gold glove winner now. And um, that's something that he usually doesn't do is make errors. But he did in this one, and um, Braves offense just couldn't do anything for the last six innings of this game. They got shut out by the Rockies, who are not good. So we'll move on to game two, and this is where things get fun for the Braves because they haven't lost a game since that first one. They win game two, three to two. Um, like I said, Acuna homered in this game. Uh, Austin Riley homered in this game to start a little home run streak for him. So the Braves were up three to nothing heading into the bottom, to top of the ninth rather. Kenley Jansen, who I will get into in a few, had a tough one. Um, he gave up a two-run homer to make it three to two. He has been struggling mightily lately, um, but yeah, he gave up the two-run homer. It was the first of this guy's career on the Rockies. I believe his name is Michael Togila. Togia, I think is how he said his name. It was his first career homer off of Kenley into the chop house. And uh, made it a 3-2 game, but Kenley's able to hang on and uh, finish the save off, and the Braves win 3-2. Uh, so now we'll move on to Game 3 of the series as they go for the series win, and that's exactly what they did. The Braves win 3 to nothing, and the major story out of this game was Spencer Strider, who set the all-time Braves record for strikeouts in a game with 16 over 8 innings pitched. He only gave up 2 hits, he gave up no runs, no walks. 
an absolute gem of an outing by Strider, one of the best in all of baseball this year. He broke John Smoltz's record for most strikeouts in the game that he had set at 15. I think they said Smoltz had 15 strikeouts uh, twice in his career, and uh, Strider with 16. It's pretty incredible stuff. Him and um, Michael Harris, who I'll get into a little bit later also, got to talk about him because he's been on fire. Uh, him and Harris, it's a obviously a two-man race for Rookie of the Year, and I really don't know who's going to win it. It's um, it's really close, and both the guys are super deserving. But Strider is still the odds-on favor right now to win Rookie of the Year, according to Las Vegas. And with an outing like this, I'm sure that only improved his odds. As um, He's like top five in the National League in strikeouts this year, and he's only pitched 114 innings which is remarkable. Um, you know, and he's only been starting games since like May. So yeah, it's um, an insane start for Strider. Uh, Braves really needed to win this one to win the series over the Rockies because losing two out of three to them would have just been unacceptable really. Um, the Rockies are really bad. And um, yeah, two out of three, that's fine. Obviously you'd like to sweep, but two out of three is fine. And um, made it even better because they went on to swept the Marlins over the weekend uh, as they took game one, eight to one. And the main thing out of this game was they absolutely shelled Sandy Alcantara, who is the favorite to win the NL Cy Young right now. Uh, maybe his odds are dwindling down. Max Fried might be climbing up to uh, catch him because he's been pretty rough lately. The Dodgers roughed him up a couple starts ago also. But this was um, the Braves had struggled against Sandy all year. He had seemed like he was working into the seventh, eighth inning of every game with you know less than a run or maybe even just one run off of him. He's Ate, ate so many innings this year, especially against the Braves. He has pitched very well against us this year. And the Braves just shelled him, really. That's the only way you can say it. Five innings pitched for him, six earned runs, three homers off of him, which is very impressive. Michael Harris hit one. Um, who else? Darno hit one. And Vaughn hit one, too. Darno ended up having two homers in this game. Um, Austin Riley homered again in this one. Uh, so, yeah, the Braves really teed off. They hit five home runs. In this game, um, Michael Harris hit that one off of Sandy was a bomb. All of them were really just cracked off of him. The Darno and Grissom one too, uh, as he looked as bad as he's looked all year and bad as he's looked in honestly years. He's been a very good pitcher for a while now and has pitched very well against the Braves. And that was not the case tonight. It was um, really impressive though because he has just been incredible this year to do this against him. Um, Morton got the start for the Braves in this one. He was solid, 5.2 innings pitched, one earned run, seven punchies. That's a good start for Charlie. Um, this Marlins lineup, though, is just awful, like awful, awful. I think they scored three runs all series. Yeah, they scored one run in this game. They scored one run in game two and one run in game three. That's terrible. Um, it's really just a triple-A lineup. I know that they got some injuries. Jazz Chisholm's been out for majority of the year now. He's their best hitter. He still leads the team in home runs and RBIs, I think. And he hasn't played in like two months, which is just absurd. Uh, they're without Braves legend. My guy, Jorge Soler, he's been hurt. Avi Garcia has been hurt. Those two guys haven't had the best years, but they're still, they're still their big free agent signings in the offseason. But the Marlins' offense is just truly terrible. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on to game two. I was actually in attendance for this one. Um, some more Kinley Jansen antics in this one, but the Braves win 2-1. to one. Um, it was Edward Cabrera in this in this game for the Marlins, and that's another thing about the series with Miami. Um, you, on its face, saying that you swept the Marlins isn't the most impressive thing in the world, but uh, considering who their starting pitchers were in the series, it is impressive because obviously Sandy won game one, who has been the best pitcher in the NL this year. Edward Cabrera seems to have broken out for the Marlins this year. He pitched well in this game against the Braves. He's like 
having one of the better rookie pitching seasons in all of baseball this year. He's got a 2-3-90 ERA on the year. He's a very good prospect, and he's pitched well this year. And in Game 3, it was Pablo Lopez, who is a really good pitcher himself. So the pitching that the Marlins rolled out in this series is their top three guys, and their top three guys are really good. The hitting, though, is just on their hands not good. And the Braves didn't do much on offense in this game, but the pitching held on, obviously, only giving up the one run. Um, Riley hit the home run in the fourth inning to make it one nothing, and that was the only run until the ninth inning um, where the Braves walked it off on a walk. But before that, Kenley Jansen blew the save. Um, a very, just an absolutely bizarre ninth inning all the way around the top and the ninth, the top of the ninth and the bottom of the ninth. Um, top of the ninth, Kenley um, only gets two outs. He gives up the one run, gave up two hits and a walk, um, and then gave up the one run on a sack fly. He got, the, he got another out, and then in the middle of an at-bat uh, with R- Miguel Rojas, for uh, he was, ended up being the last out of the inning, but in the middle of the at-bat, he fouled a ball off of the uh, umpire's face mask, and he had to be removed from the game. So it was about a 15-minute delay. To uh, They had to go get, like I think it was the third base umpire, had to go suit up and go behind the plate, and they were running an umpire short. It was just very weird. It was about a 15-minute delay, and that resulted in Kenley just getting removed from the game because of the weight, and they ended up bringing in Tyler Matzik, who throws one pitch, and Miguel Rojas almost hits a home run off of him. It goes in the warning track, but it gets caught, and it kept the game tied, but just a bizarre thing that just doesn't really happen that much of an umpire getting removed from the game. Uh, but it happened here. Matzik did his job. He gave up hard contact, but it was an out. Uh, just a really weird top of the ninth, and the bottom of the ninth was even – just as weird. Um, <laughs> the Braves get two hits and two walks. Um, and Robbie Grossman, pinch hitting off the bench, gets the walk-off walk to win the game. So just weird things happening in both sides of the inning. Um, but really important that the Braves head on win this game. The, the walk came with two outs, too. Um, so that was pretty close to going to extra innings. Um, but thank God it didn't because I couldn't really I couldn't take that <laughs> with this kind of game. Um, it was just funny, though. This game flew by through the first eight innings, and then the ninth inning took, like, I don't know, I think it was, like, 30, 40 minutes. It was insane. It was just a really weird, weird ninth inning overall. But the Braves win 2-1, to one, walk-off walk. Robbie Grossman, the hero in this one. Um, so, yeah, good good, good job to hang on to that one, even after Kenley really struggled. And I want to just read off some Kenley Jansen numbers uh, for you, just kind of how he's fared in the second half versus his first half. Uh, this These numbers are courtesy of... Steven on Twitter, B Outliers, he uh, provided these with a tweet, and I just want to share them with you real quick. Uh, Kenley in the first half posted a 3.58 ERA, a 2.51 FIP. He struck out 35% of his batters and only walked 5%. So he was very, very solid in the first half. Second half, he has a 4.3 ERA, a 5.05 FIP. His strikeout percentage is down to 25%, and his walks are up 10% to 15%. Not good. Not good at all. Um, he's been pretty candid though in his interviews about what's been going on. Like he said in this in his Cardinals outing, that he just didn't have it. Um, he said after this game that there's something up with his mechanics that he's got to get figured out. Um, you know, and I and I I appreciate that transparency of him just kind of owning up to it and actually giving some real insight of what's going on with him. Um, this is stuff that he's dealt with before. He's pitched for a very very long time. You know, he is older now, um, but. He he went through these lulls with the Dodgers too. That kind of was that's kind of what made the Dodgers fans have a kind of a love hate relationship with Kenley, because um, he would have these really rough patches, but then he'd come and figure it out. And um, as long as he can figure it out and be ready for the playoffs, that's all that really matters to me. Um, obviously, he needs to be good in the stretch too to um to keep the Braves uh, 
you know, he's going to be the closer for the rest of the year. He's got to get these saves for the Braves as they're trying to chase down the Mets. But, um, yeah, he's been rough, man. He has been rough. There's no way around it. Um, but hopefully, you know, you can get him in a game. Maybe maybe not get him in a save situation next time he pitches. You know, we got these two games in Oakland coming up. Maybe if you're up a lot, you know, by five runs, give Kenley an inning just to kind of let him go into some low-stress environment and just kind of figure things out and uh, just – you know, get his mechanics straight. And he said they were all out of whack. So if he can get that fixed and be the first half Kimley, that would be huge because the Braves need it. And um, he's going to be the closer. It's kind of the same thing with Will Smith last year. You know, he is the closer, and that's the bottom line. So it's not going to change that. Um, you know, that ended up working out with Will Smith last year. And uh, hopefully he can do the same with Kinley because we sure need it. So moving on. To game three of this series on Sunday, the Braves win and complete the sweep. They win seven to one. Uh, there was actually a very long rain delay. I believe it was like two hours um, after the top of the fifth inning. A two-hour rain delay. They end up coming back and playing, and the Braves um, add on more runs. They end up winning seven to one. They led two nothing at the rain delay. <laughs> Max Fried had five no-hit innings um, in this game, but then obviously didn't pitch the rest of the game because of the rain delay, but a really good outing from him, a nice bounce back after looking kind of rough against the Rockies. He goes five innings pitch, no hits, one walk, six strikeouts. He was very, very solid. Um, Jesse Chavez, oh, I totally forgot to mention Jesse Chavez. I got to do that right now. Good thing I saw his name in the box score. I completely forgot to write that down. Uh, Jesse Chavez is back. Um, the, the Angels cut him earlier this week, and the Braves claimed him off of waivers. Um, they added him to the roster for the, for the September call-ups. So he is on the roster. He's eligible for the playoffs. The legend grows of Jesse Chavez as he is back with the Braves. And uh, he had two shutout innings in this game with three strikeouts. He had a shutout inning in game one, two uh, against the Marlins. So three scoreless innings with the Braves so far, as he's back with the Braves, I should say. Um, he's only a good pitcher with the Braves, it appears, um, especially in, in this year. So welcome back, Jesse. And I'm glad that he's back. He is a. Uh, he is, he's a good pitcher when he's with the Braves. So like I say. So um, yeah, where was I? I had to mention that. I can't believe I almost forgot that. So yeah, the Braves won seven to one. Um, Acuna had a couple hits in this game, a double that he absolutely scorched, uh, a two-run single also. Um, Michael Harris, who I'm going to go ahead and mention now, he had three hits in this game. He went three for four. Um, and I just want to read you his numbers right now on the year. I got his, and I'm going to read his baseball reference or baseball savant numbers off too. But right now, he has a 890 OPS, 143 OPS plus. He has been worth 4.3 baseball reference war this year in just 88 games. So he is really like on a eight, a high seven, eight war pace for a full season, which is like MVP level. Um, it's because he's been like the best center fielder hitting wise in the national league. And he's probably the best defensive center fielder in the national league too. Maybe in, in baseball, he's that good defensively, but he's just out of his mind right now. Um, he had an awesome August. I think he had an 890 OPS in, or a 990 OPS in August. And so far this month, he has a 1500 OPS. He is slugging 1000 so far in September. It's only four games, but he has been, scalding hot lately and um just looking at his baseball savant it's a lot of red a lot of red which is good he's 90 percent an ounce above average so he's top 10 in baseball top 10 percent in baseball in um, defense 94th in sprint speed one of the fastest guys in baseball 
Um, he's hitting the ball hard 82% of the time. The only look, real flaw in his game right now is um, he's not drawing walks and he kind of chases out of the zone. But, like, I mean, you can live with those things. Who cares, honestly, when you do everything else, like, just as good as anybody. And that's what he's done pretty much. It's just unbelievable. And like I said earlier about him and Strider, I don't know who's going to win Rookie of the Year. They should honestly just cut the trophy in half and give it to both these guys because it's, like, as even as it gets. Um, I still probably lead Michael Harris, though, honestly. Um, he's got him in war. He's playing every day. But, you know, you can make an easy case for Strider, too, especially after he has struck out 16 guys in one game. So, yeah, the Braves just have an embarrassment of riches with the rookies. And that doesn't even mention um, Vaughn Grissom, who's been really good still. Um, Bryce Elder came up. I didn't even mention him. He pitched on Saturday. He went six innings, um, zero earned runs against the Marlins. Like, the Braves rookies have just been unreal this year. And nothing else you can really say about Harris. He has been awesome this year. Absolutely incredible season that he's having. So, yeah, um, that's that's all the game stuff um, that, I, that I got right now. Um, we're going to take a little dive into the standings now of what's going on. Uh, right now, the Atlanta Braves are only one game behind the Mets for the lead in the NL East. Um, right now, the Mets do hold the tiebreaker over the Braves, but that could change. Uh, the Braves will have to sweep the Mets in their um, last series of the year against them to get the tiebreaker. So if there's no game 163 this year anymore in the new CBA. They changed that to where it's just the head-to-head tiebreaker. So if they do tie and the Braves don't sweep, the Mets will win the division. But if the Braves sweep and they're still tied at the end of the season, the Braves will have the tiebreaker. They would have won 10 out of 19 against the Mets, and they win the division. So that's an important thing to note here. So they're only one game back, and their their um, division percentage chances of winning are flying up. Baseball reference currently gives the Braves a 44.6% chance to win the NLEs, which is as high as it's been in a long, long time. Um I think going into this Marlins series, it was down to like 23%. So like over these past, over this weekend where the Mets lost two out of three to the Nationals, which is, which is just awful. That's, if that that's terrible. The Nationals are like the worst team in baseball and doing that at home, especially is just crazy bad. Um, but yeah, the Braves have gained, gained like over 20% chance to win the division over the past three days. Um, and that's what happens when you sweep and you gain two games in that short of a span. But yeah, like right now, baseball reference is loving the Braves. They like the Braves. They have the Braves at a 23.5% chance to win the National League. Um, they only have the Mets at a 17% chance. So they think they're better than the Mets in the playoffs. They give the Braves a 12.7% chance to win the World Series. The Mets only have an 8% chance. Um, they have them really as the second-best team of the NL. They're giving the Dodgers a 39% chance to win the National League, that's absurd. Um, and I'm not saying it's not deserving, and it might be accurate, but that's a super high percentage. It's crazy. They're giving them a 23% chance to win the World Series, which is insane. Um, but, yeah, that's my little Dodgers tangent of just how insane they've been this year. Um, but, yeah, the Braves, you know, they're, they're right there. They have a pretty easy schedule coming up. The Mets' schedule is really easy, but they are off to a rough start with their easy schedule as they – Lost two out of three of the Nationals. And I want to remind you, last year, the Philadelphia Phillies, who were the, uh, they were with the Braves last year as the top two teams in the National League East. It was between them two heading into September to win the division. Going into that month, everybody was saying, man, the Phillies, they have a really easy schedule. And they're 
I think they're going to win the division because of it because the schedule is just too easy. And they went out and went 13-14 and 14 in September. Now, I'm not saying that these Mets are those Phillies because I don't think they are. I think they're better. But it's baseball. You can't just pencil in wins against these teams, obviously, because the Mets just lost 2-3 to the Nationals. But, yeah, anything is on the table. The Mets can have a bad September, even if they're playing bad teams. Like, obviously, if there's any example you need, it's last weekend against the Nationals. The Nationals are terrible. They are the worst team in baseball by a lot, I think, in my opinion. And they went into New York, and they handled the Mets. They lost game one, but then in the last two games of the series, they won 7-1 to one in both games. They got outscored 14-2 to two in their last two games against the Nationals. That's awful. That's truly terrible. Um, so, yeah, it's anything's possible. The Mets could have a bad September. They're having a bad start already, and um, things could get worse for sure. So, yeah, um, the Braves are sitting in a really good spot right now. Um, I, I think I lean Braves winning the division right now. I know it's there might be a little bit of recency bias in there just of how bad the Mets look this weekend and just how bad their offense has been lately. But I really do. I think when, that's, when that series comes around at the end of the month um, in, in Atlanta against the Mets, I think the Braves are going to handle them. It's going to be like that Philly series last year where, you know, it was the biggest series of the year and the Braves – welcome them in they just swept them like it was nothing I'm not saying they're going to sweep them but I think the Braves are going to take care of business and I, I do think the Braves are going to win the division at this very moment my opinion is always subject to change with new information um, so we'll see how things play out but I like the Braves chances a lot right now they're playing very very well and a really nice bounce back after losing those three games in a row to the Cardinals and Rockies because those three losses were absolutely infuriating so they play very well the Braves have the A's for two games who are I think the second worst team in baseball behind the Nationals and they played the Mariners this weekend who are good the Mariners are very good um, that's in Seattle um, but I think the Braves are definitely better than the Mariners but that's one of the harder series they have left on the year and then next week to finish up their West Coast trip they go to San Francisco to play the Giants who have kind of completely fell fell apart they're completely out of the playoff chase right now they're under 500 so that's um an easy, an easy series on paper for the Braves. But you still got to take care of your business, obviously. The Braves have done a good job with that this year, of uh, beating teams they need to beat. And, um, yeah, the Mets didn't do that this weekend, and you got to hope that that trend continues, which it might. You never know. Okay, so that's uh, that's about all I got in this episode. Um, if you made this far listening, I really, really appreciate it. I'll be back next Monday with another one, so I will see you in the next one. <music>